It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Zach Blackerby here with you. Joining me in a few minutes, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. We'll talk about uh, his new gig, what he is doing, and uh, why Auburn folks should be excited about it. But first, got some uh, three news stories I want to get to. The first of which is our sponsor, Fetch Me. They have a brand new app. It has been updated. The update dropped. And let me tell you what, it is fantastic. So much easier to use. It is very clean, and uh, I, I think it's going to help make the uh, the whole experience, which that's all Fetch Me is about with their users and their customers, is is the experience. And that experience starts with opening this app or going to fetchmedelivery.com, and until you get your uh, your food or whatever you ordered, beverage, they'll do your dry cleaning, they'll pick up groceries for you, they'll do it all. If it can be delivered locally, they're going to take care of you in the Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County area. So, Head over to your phone's app store and download the new Fetch Me app. And if you uh, if you already have the app, make sure you update it because it is fantastic. It's fantastic. And they have a new promo code for it. Use promo code APPS, A-P-P-S, as the code to receive $10 off any purchase through the app. A-P-P-S for your promo code to receive $10 off any purchase through uh, the new Fetch Me mobile app. And, of course, you can use promo code Zach20 for your first delivery free. Uh, other things happening. Cam Newton has been named the starter for the New England Patriots. Uh, I think we all knew that, but the Pats making him a captain. So that's exciting. And then uh, the third story, which will affect Auburn more in 2020, is um, Auburn defensive tackle Connus Miller. He has apparently decided to opt out of his junior season uh, it sounds like he was kind of uh, asked to leave practice on Wednesday. And then uh, on Thursday, he had a conversation with Gus Malzon, And I guess it just didn't go well. A lot of people are kind of citing um, attitude or work ethic. Uh, I don't know Connus, but it, it sounds like uh, he was expected to be the backup between, uh, behind Daquan Newkirk and Tyron Truesdale. I'm sure Dre Butler kind of played into that as well, but I don't think uh, I don't think we'll know the full story here. But that's just kind of the gist that I've gotten. It sounds like attitude was a big deal, and it sounds like um, after the conversation with Gus Malzahn, he is not. I don't think he's on the football team anymore. That's kind of the gist that I'm getting and uh, reading stuff from Auburn undercover. A few of you people, uh, a few of you listeners, uh, messaged me. Last night with things that you've heard, it kind of lines up with what Auburn Undercover is writing about. So I really hate that. I was really, really high on Connus Miller. Um, you know, we, we did all these lists over the offseason, like guys to watch for, you know, newcomers and, and you know, all the, I know he's not technically a newcomer, but as far as getting that starting rotation, he would be. I was super high on Connus. I thought he had a chance to really make a splash on this Auburn defensive front in, uh, in the SEC. I hate that he's not going to get the opportunity to do that, but. Um. Yeah, you got to um, you got to power through some of that stuff. Assuming that is what happened, I don't know the kid. Um, I, I I have no idea. But that's a bummer, and I really hate it for him. But um, I mean, when you're in a situation like Ronnie Garner has, where there's so many defensive linemen on campus, you could be replaced. 
everybody's replaceable. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. So in just a moment, we'll be joined by Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Joining us now, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. Man, it's so good to uh, to see you again, buddy. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, coming back, coming back in here and, and uh, seeing you again, being back in the old in the old digs is uh, is kind of weird. But I'm really excited to, yeah. to 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 sit down and talk and actually talk like as someone who is writing again. Yeah, I feel a little bit better going on these podcasts and, and saying that now. Man, how good did it feel? I mean, the Auburn fan base missed you so much. I Unreal. had to feel good. It, you know. It, I mean, you know this. I mean, other people who may have followed me know this. 2020 has like been really bad for a lot of people, but yeah. like there's been really, really rough on me in a, in a number of areas. Right. And so to have something like this, where it's like, I mean, you feel you just feel the love and the support, and that's like one of the first things this year where I've been like, oh, this is actually really good, and like you know, I'm feeling feeling pretty happy about and it's it. It's yours. So, yeah, that's the other thing too, man. Like. I mean, you know it. We, I mean, with all the all the different ways your podcast have been on, like it's sure. you, you got to you got to be flexible and you got to you got to bounce around. But then being able to kind of lock lock in and do your own thing is 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 really cool. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah. So you so you're dropping. Uh, I mean, will the content be pretty much daily? It's free yeah. for this month. And then October is when people can subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you guys uh, don't know Substack, um, it is a place where you basically get on an email. Uh, list and I send you the stories directly in your inbox. We're going to do a podcast twice a week as as well. So keep listening to this one. You got you got Zach's going to get you. Appreciate that. Zach's going to get you covered every day, and then we're going to be able to give you some bonus stuff. Cool. Uh, uh, twice a week as well. But yeah, you get on the list. Um, they'll go straight in your inbox. It'll also live on a website at auburnobserver.com. That's where you can sign up and all that. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm shooting for about three or four stories a week, a couple of podcasts. So you're going to get stuff not every day, but most every day. And uh, we're going to be switching over on October 1st to uh, it's going to be around. I, right now, we the price point we're at is about six dollars a month. That could move depending. I mean, the, the response has been so great yeah. that it's not like I'm like, all right, now I'm going to charge a ton of people, a ton of money for this. Twenty dollars? So, yeah. No, it won't be that. No, sure. it won't be sure. that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We got to get this first month out of the way. We got to get some actual football played. Though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's cool. So all the stuff comes straight to your email inbox. I I got an email. We're recording this on Thursday. Got an email uh, this morning. You, you had something about Roger McCreary. Yeah, and, and his situation's interesting. Auburn fans. So pumped about this guy. With I mean, the track record. And you t- you wrote about Noah in the in the in the in the story, but the track record that Auburn has had with their corners over the past few years with with Noah Monogany and and Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. I mean, all these guys being taken in the first two rounds. Yeah. And uh, so now everyone's like, okay, well, cool. Roger McCreary's the next guy. And there's all this excitement, and you 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 kind of broke down a lot of his footwork as well as his his stats, but. Is there just kind of this assumption? I mean, we're taking a bit of a leap here just to yeah. assume that he's going to be able to 
be that number one guy consistently this right. year. Yeah, it is interesting because like there, there is it, it, it kind of comes into like what we see with uh, Rodney Garner in the defensive line. You mm. just assume okay, they're going to be fine, they're going to be ready to go. And yeah, even though you're replacing Derek Brown and, and Marlon Davidson, you know you feel like there's going to be a lot of strength there. And I think the same thing is with the cornerbacks. You're just kind of used to it at this point. But the thing with McCreary though is that it is a lot of faith and a lot of confidence, and yeah. there's a ton of confidence in him. But he got so much work last year. I mean, when you break down the numbers, the dude was on the field and in coverage just as much as a starter. And when he did it, his numbers were pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, there were some numbers I, I dug up for the story you can check out. Several areas. He was top 10 in the SEC in, in coverage for guys who had been targeted at least 40 times yeah. uh, in, in coverage. I mean, his his the, the completion percentage, the QBR especially was great, yards per attempt uh thrown against me he just he did a really good job of being a cover man last year for Auburn so he's not necessarily like he's a new starter but he's gotten the workload of a starter basically and he's going to come in and that's why I think whereas a lot of people have that same kind of confidence in in a guy like Jamie and Sherwood I think you can feel that in Roger McCreary too just because of the amount of experience he, he got last year because they moved Javaris Davis around so much, right? And it's been interesting to see. You know, there's been a there was a mass exodus in Auburn's defensive backfield. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned half of those guys just then, but it's like okay, well, because we just assume Roger McCreary is going to be the number one guy. We've got our safeties with with Smoke and Sherwood, and then the big storyline all off season has been who's that number two corner? Because yeah. we feel confident that Christian Tut's going to be fine in the nickel. Mm-hmm. But then there was also that point like, are they going to move Tut outside? Are they going to keep him there? Then have you know Marco Damio and Nehemiah Pritchett fight it out for you know that other spot? It seems like they're keeping Tut inside. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah Tut staying inside as as far as I know, and that's what we've seen and kind of heard about uh, mostly. Yeah, that second battle is going to be interesting because. Here's here's the thing, they're gonna have to name a starter. They're gonna have another have a number two cornerback. But like, if you look at Kevin Steele's track record, they use three corners. And like we said, McCreary was the number three corner last year, and he played a decent bit. So whether it's Pritchett or Domeo, and those are your two leaders right now in that spot. It's, it's Domeo, right? I mean, it's, I would think it would Domeo. be Domeo. Yeah. Like Pritchett is Pritchett is. I think Pritchett's gonna play a decent bit this year, and I think Pritchett is the guy. But like Domeo, the fact that you went out and got a JUCO guy, yeah. and like made that emphasis. I know he came in a little bit later than than, than most JUCO guys. Come How much in. does that matter though? Because there was no spring. Exactly. Does that matter? This was the, yeah, exactly. This is the year to kind of like okay, it's all this is gonna be randomized. It's like when people you know complain or, or eh, complain. I say worry about the offensive line it's like yeah everyone's going to be in this weird spot and you're going to need depth now more than ever Mm. so you need Pritchett you need Domeo you need other guys you need Devin Barrett to be a guy that you can rely on this year you need Jordan Peters to be a guy you can rely on this year maybe some of those young guys too Eric Reed like and then or safety Chris Thompson guys Mm -hmm. like that like you got to be able to rely on those dudes because you never know you might not even get COVID it just might be you were around a guy who might have gotten it and as we've seen this week with 18 guys out it's going to be randomized, and it's yeah. going to be week after week. It's just going to be a, a rotating cast of characters, and got to have that depth. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. 
You mentioned a guy that I really like, and I loved him as a freshman, Jordan Peters. We had a listener yeah. question about him either uh, earlier this week or late last week about um, you know what 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 are expectations like? What should proper expectations for him be? Because you saw him get on the field in relevant snaps as a freshman, and then it seems like he's kind of disappeared a little bit yeah. since then. What's his role? I mean, is he only going to play in a dime situation or if guys miss time due to COVID or injury this year? Yeah, I think he might just end up being like your super sub this year. I think the injury took took a decent bit out of him. It's just yeah. one of those things where he's, it's it's work kind of work your way back. Yeah. Auburn's had some really good safeties in front of him. Tut being who he was at nickel last year really stepped right. up. He really stepped up in that aspect. So I think – I think with Jordan Peters, he's one of those guys that they're going to rely on to say, hey, when we go into the dime, you might be a dude we need to rely on. Because at safety right now, you've got the confidence in Sherwood and Monday. Who's the next wave? Mm-hmm. Like, who's the next wave? And I know Peters, like, well, I mean, heck, he is a senior. Everybody can come back next year. Um, you know, is he the next guy up at safety? But we also have seen him play really well at nickel. And he also has some experience at cornerback a little bit. So, like, I think he's that kind. He's going to be that Swiss Army knife for Auburn this year. You you throw him in there, and if one guy goes down or this guy needs a breather or something like that, he needs to be a guy to step up. I, mean, I think that combined with the leadership with so many new faces in that in, in that first team secondary, I think he's going to be really valuable. Does he play like a similar position as those safeties, or I mean, or is he strictly a dime in your mind? I mean, who would go in next between him or? Some of the other guys, you, you mentioned Reed, you mentioned Chris Thompson. I mean, even like uh, Ladarius Tennyson. I mean, is yeah. he, he going to go in before those guys? It'll be interesting to see. I would think early on probably just because of the experience factor. Makes and sense. you might get some more time for the freshmen to kind of get get their, their feet under. Another guy to keep in mind is Matthew Hill. Like he said, he's gotten some pretty good reviews early on. You believe it? You buying into it? So here's my whole thing. I'm, I'm skeptical about here's it, my whole thing. Here's my whole thing about, about Matthew Hill. Um, playing defensive back it's going to be a little while for him to get where he needs to be but right. hey Auburn needs safeties down the road they need you know versatile defensive backs down the road number two Clemson wanted him to play safety like when they were recruiting him Auburn part of the reason he came to Auburn is because Auburn's going to give him a shot on offense and yeah. that was going to be where he would start of course he's now they need him now more on the defensive backfield Clemson wanted him at safety he was a good safety that says something he he was a good safety in high school and yeah and Clemson is very picky about who they give (laughs) who they give their scholarships to so um I think it's going to take him a while to get back into that rhythm again because he's had so much time away from the defensive side but I you know I think if he can be a guy they can rely on like a Devin Barrett a depth piece this year and say okay what happens next year what happens if Sherwood or Monday or both um go to the NFL next year Anyway, nobody knows what's happening because the eligibility thing is going to be so weird this year. But they got to have somebody else up, and I think Hill can be one of those guys. But also, they love Chris Thompson Jr. They love Ladarius Tennyson. They love Eric Reed. That's a really good group. And uh, hey, there's no red shirt limit this year. Just throw those guys out, and no harm, no foul. Basically, let's get rid of the red shirt. By the way, let's just give him five years. <laughs> I lo- I love I- that. I'm serious. I love that idea. I really do. I- Who I- does that hurt? That hurts no one. Yeah the the fact that the fact that uh, you know. If you're good, if you're really good, you're going to be three and out anyway. Totally. And if you get redshirted, if you if you run into a uh, if you run into a Greg Robinson situation, you get redshirted. You could only be playing for two years and, mm-hmm. and get out. So yeah, just give them five. If guys want to play all the way all the way to their fifth year, let them. If guys want to graduate and then go somewhere else, let them. They're, yeah, I, I mean, we have to come up with a new rule. I think it would just be like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, graduate. Like that, we just make that a 
a thing that we put on the roster yeah. now. How dare we not give these guys more education for you know making so much money for more, the school? More education, uh, more the, opportunities to play football, and that's the whole uh, the whole thing. I hope that a thing like the XFL comes back and it works. But think about how many really good college football players just can't make it in the NFL. Yeah, because there's just so many limited spots. So let's let them play football for a little bit more uh, more longer. I think coaches wouldn't mind having more seniors and graduates as depth pieces as well. I think uh, I think that'd be a win win. A guy that I've talked about a lot, Justin, uh, this week, uh, and we did some uh, we did some bold predictions. We did a bold prediction episode because uh, some of the listeners asked us to do that. Mm. One of mine was um, it was two parts. I'm going to ask you about the second part of it, but I said DJ Williams leads the team in touches for the running backs, and then my number two was I, I think Sean Shivers is second. Mm. And uh, I want I want to get your gauge on what you think proper expectations for Sean Shivers should be this season. You know, they're not releasing a whole lot of info about practice. It's remarkable how well they've kept everything quiet yeah, as no, far as practice. No one's getting in. No boosters or anything no. in there. Yeah, nobody's sources are in that room, and it's, it's amazing. Hard. It's it's impressive. Yeah, but the, the it's, little, it's the Gus Malzahn dream scenario. Uh, honestly, yeah, he's living his best life. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's put it that <laughs> For way. Sure. But as far as you know, what we're able to see, it's it's the it's the videos that yep. Auburn's putting out. Yeah. And Shivers is getting the touches with Bo uh, mm-hmm. and from that traditional running back set. Not at gadget plays, not jet sweep motion or anything like that, just as a traditional running back. Yeah. Does that matter? I think it does. I do too. I, I think it does. Look, uh, there's a lot of people who are high on Mark Anthony Richards. He looks good early. And from everything I've heard about him, he looks good early. Everyone's going to be in love with Tank Bigsby. And we've had so much attention on there. My thing with DJ Williams was – and look, man, he's he's about to be a sophomore, and he played he played quarterback in high school. Like he's definitely got a ceiling he can hit. It was just like he didn't have that big play gear last year. Maybe he develops this year. Maybe the offensive line changes it up. But with Shivers, I mean, all these guys have an equal shot. I think all four of those guys I just mentioned think I think have a shot to be the lead dog, whether it's in touches or yeah, I mean, either one of them. If you want to put any of those four in any order, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. And so that's where Shivers fits in because he is the most experienced option they've got at running back right now. And if you look at his numbers from last season, he did some really, really good work. Uh, He's kind of like what Cam Martin was, just with a little bit more power behind him in that he made – I was reading up the numbers the other day. He led Auburn in yards before contact last year. And so, like, when Auburn was having a grind it out to try to get yards in any fashion, it helped to have that speed and that vision. And, man, he is one of those guys where if you look at – a Chad Morris, Gus Malzahn marriage of offense. He's really good at inside zone and power plays. Yeah. Like for a guy his size, he wants to run between the tackles. And then if he can get that little crease, get out of he's there. He's gone. You're he's not just, catching him. He, he's gone. So I like him. I, I like Shivers' uh, um, you know, potential a lot. I think how he finished last season, of course, with the touchdown to win the Iron Bowl, but also just the more work he got towards the end of the season last year, I think that bodes well for his future. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really think that Sean Shivers could be the number two guy. It's going to be hard for a dude his size to be the lead back, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But I think, I think especially with how weird this year is going to be and how much stuff they've got at running back, I think we're going to see – very committee looking. It's going to be some weird stats this year. And so, I mean, I think Shivers has got as good a chance as anybody to, get, to have that role. As far as rotation of players at skill positions, or uh, really any position, uh, I mentioned this on the podcast yesterday, but I call it the Malzahn rule, where mm-hmm. it's like the um, the oldest and safest and most boring option is typically who he goes with. Day one, yeah. And to me, that's DJ and, and Worm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that's Tank or Mark Antony they won. Right. Yeah, I think it's just going to be one of those things where they kind of develop. And, and the thing with, with Mark Antony Richards is – I like his potential. I think he's going to be a guy that they they use the ball, but I think he's he he strikes me a lot, and not just because, just because he wears the number twenty one. He strikes me as a lot of early career carry on. Interesting. So you try to find different ways to get it to what use. What about him's carry on? Well, it, he's as good. Well, not as good, I should say, but he's as good of a receiver, a receiving option. Like he's a really good receiving back. He's his older brother was such a really good receiver at Miami. How do we and know that? Just based off high school stuff. Just the high school stuff, okay. and just what we've what we've heard about him. He's just he's a weapon out of the backfield in terms of going out for pass is he runs pretty clean routes for a running back and just you know catches the ball well. I think he's the dude you can kind of line up in some different spots, maybe in the slot, and move him around. So maybe not the running back, the traditional running back. And therefore, you lean into guys like DJ Williams and you lean into guys like Sean Shivers. And if I want to give Shivers a little bit of an edge over Williams, is he's got that big play potential mm-hmm. that he's already shown that we haven't seen in Williams yet, but I could look like an idiot in a few months and DJ Williams could be like tearing off runs again. And of course everybody would be like, well, what about those runs against LSU? Yeah, those were some really big runs. Those two runs were awesome. <laughs> those two runs were incredible. And then like, if you take away those runs, he like averaged like three yards a carry in SEC yeah. play. So right. like, it's not great, but he can get better. I mean, Come on, he's just a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. And that offensive line as a unit last year was not very... Not great uh, at run blocking. Right. It's crazy that four out of the five are on NFL rosters. That is wild. It's a passing league. Yeah. I'll say that. It's a passing league. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So, man, what are some uh, what are some content um, ideas or content themes that are uh, going to be hitting the Auburn Observer, auburnobserver.com, over mm-hmm. the next few days? Yeah, we've got a uh, mailbag coming out on Friday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, it's up. Yes. Uh, you can check that out. Um, yeah, over the weekend, we're going to um, hopefully – uh, post some uh, some some what we learned about this week of practice scrimmage, kind of what we can glean from from the limited information that we can get out of Golly, Gus Malzahn and, crazy. and Auburn at this point. And yeah, moving forward, just some of the stuff we've seen this week, the Anthony Schwartz story, uh, kind of digging into the numbers from some certain guys that I'm, I'm I'm pretty high on this year. Schwartz, McCreary being one of them, uh, like we had on Thursday, and yeah, film room stuff like that coming up here in the future. It's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of fun stuff that uh, you know. I want to hope. I hope you sign up and get because you're probably not going to get it anywhere else. There's, this is a great beat. A lot of dudes I've worked with in the past that do a really good job trying to carve out a little different different lane and give you something that doesn't take away from their work, but you know supplements it a, a little bit and kind of give my own spin on some things. Auburn fans are hungry, no doubt about it. Last Absolutely. question, last question. It sounds like we'll do this a, a, a lot more over the next few weeks, but hope so. Um, Top three tight ends as far as receptions Whew. in twenty twenty. Go. All right. Dad gum. Um, do I have to put them in order? Yep. Oh wow. Um so like the easy the easy answer here is John Samuel Shanker, right? That's my number one. Yeah, that's yeah. my experience. They already they've already got a good report kind of throwing the ball to him and he, he actually got the faith to actually run some routes. Uh number two. Just real quick, we have a locked on Auburn fantasy league and um Everybody's name is hilarious, but there's a team name, John Samuel Spanker. What are your thoughts on that? Just real quick. Uh, I'm a little uncomfortable on that. Okay, one. fair but, enough. Uh, Who's your but, number two? <laughs> <laughs> number two. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's uh, just put it out there. If we're talking about receptions, give me Tyler Fromm. I like okay. Tyler Fromm's vers- versatility. Malzahn compared in the past is kind of like a CEO Uzama type that they could like split out wide if they ever needed to. Okay. Um, I like I like him. 
I like it where where he fits in. I think Deal is more of kind of a blocking option there. And third, I'll go uh, Brandon Frazier. He's gigantic. The freshman. Yeah, Frazier's gigantic. And Seven it's feet like, tall. And it's like red zone. Like even if he just gets the Sal Canelo Memorial, put him in the red zone package <laughs> sure. uh, snaps. I think he gets some balls in his direction because he's six seven and can jump. Sure. No no disrespect to Deal, who I think is going to be a good a good guy, especially as a blocking option. He's gotten some experience, and I think Pegues is going to be that. More of that H back kind of guy where they're going to run an RPO and leak him out and <laughs> leak him yeah. out. And we're going to watch a three hundred pound man run with the football. And that's <laughs> Fair gonna enough. Be a, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be. This is going to make Sports Center and everything fantastic. Oh, yes. Justin Ferguson, AuburnObserver.com. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. That does it for today's show. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackby. Follow the show on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We are also on TikTok. We are planning on having a Labor Day show, so we'll be back on Monday to recap this very busy weekend, including uh, we got some player availability at 9.30 today. On Friday, we get Gus Malzahn this weekend as well, so should be a, uh, a pretty loaded show. Hope you guys join us. I know holiday uh, downloads are kind of um, up and down, depending on what's going on, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, you guys can tune in on your Monday. Uh, hopefully, a lot of you guys get a well-deserved day off, but we will see you then, and if not, we'll see you Tuesday. This has been Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.